go. Steve, happy Super Bowl week. Happy, happy Super Bowl Olympic week. To what you a great week that yours. is. What a great combination. That's true. That's Too true. bad nobody's watching. <sighs> At least the Olympics. Well, anyways, we're going to talk about that. Um, we've got a lot to talk, on, talk about today. Um, this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. Proud of Steve for, for, for remembering his name. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's, you know. All right. Let's see. What do we got to talk about? Uh, you want to talk about the Olympics today? I also want to talk about the Olympics today. Um, we've got a lot to talk about with the Super Bowl as well. Um, and plus then we'll do the, the whole prop bet thing because this is a podcast and that's what podcasts do at this time of the year. Um, but in addition to that, I, I was going to give you a quiz, but I, I feel like being nice. So we'll do your old guy, young guy, but I want to put a little spin on it. Cause I have, so, I, I have a question for you about it. Okay. That's always scary. Okay. Okay. So anyways, we'll, we'll circle back to that, um, here in a bit. Um, so Steve, you know, I look, I, I'm always hooked to the Olympics. I've always watched the Olympics a lot. I'm madly in love with the Olympics. I think there are certain sporting events that I stop and watch, and the, the Olympics is certainly one of them. Maybe the World Cup, uh, the World Baseball Classic. I love the World Baseball Classic. Really? Okay. I, it's a great sporting event, and I was very disappointed that, that COVID canceled that one. Um, but apparently not a lot of other people are in love with the Olympics this year around. Um, the opening ceremonies of the or the, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry the closing ceremonies of the tokyo games that just happened had a higher rating than the first weekend both saturday and sunday nights this weekend of the the beijing games nbc seems like they're bleeding on this one they really do and i've actually had like a number of people text me message me whatever complaining i guess would be the right word uh, about the lack of buzz around these olympics and we, we talked about this last week on the podcast but i don't know i it does feel a little bit different this year i think the biggest things that i've chalked it up to number one the nhl isn't going number two all the stuff with, with, with china but i think the other big thing that's different about the winter olympics versus the summer olympics is there are certain athletes that, yes, Kayla Schifrin, Chloe Kim, Sean White, who Steve know, knows none of them. I knew all three of those. Oh, oh did you? Okay. I saw poor Michaela Schifrin stumble and fall like okay. two days all ago, right. too. All right, all right. But those are pretty much the only household names in these Olympics. And I'll be honest, like, Sean White's really the only household name in these Olympics. Like, I think people remember... Kayla Schiffer. The other one, of course, would be, be Nathan Chen. Um, I don't want to forget about him. But that's it for the whole Olympics when you look at it. Whereas in the Summer Olympics for the past however many years, you've had all of the basketball stars. You've had people like Usain Bolt. You've had, um, and I, I know I'm supposed to be naming names to prove my point here, but you've had <laughs> some of the, the track and field athletes that you would tune in to watch it doesn't really feel like there's that, like these dudes on the loose sled. I have no clue who they are. I, I will not remember their names come, come four years ago. Good for that guy for showing up to his third or fourth Olympics. I do not remember you. And so I, I think, I think a lot of the problems with these Olympics are, are, are the way they are marketed. Um, 
how much of the Olympics have you been watching so far, Steve? Um, what are some of your takeaways in, in terms of the marketing arm, media arm of it? I'm watching more than I thought I would from when we talked last week. Yes. Um, just because Mrs. Samsel is a, is a more hardcore wave the flag, red, white, and blue person than I am. Um, and there's actually not much else on. And it's been good drama. I mean, curling's great background noises we talked about. Uh, skiing, downhill skiing, I forgot. I kind of like downhill skiing. Um, skating, okay. Um, and, and women's biathlon. I watched the women's biathlon the other night. Or maybe it was morning. We just stumbled over. And that the, some woman from Wisconsin, who's on the U.S. team, Ellen something, I think, had, again, look, look at that great marketing for them, but had the highest finisher I was Deidre Irwin. I'm Googling Deidre Irwin. Had the highest finish by a woman's participant ever in the biathlon. And the post-game interview, separated by six feet with her talking and her finding out that she had the highest finish, was great. It was compelling. It was honest. It was, you felt for her. Um, it was actually decent TV um, and, and decent drama. So that that was fun to watch. Um, for his, I guess, the, the, I don't know that I blame NBC, um, it's not their fault. And, and the Winter Olympics always have lower, somewhat lower ratings than summer, the summer games. But what's interesting about it, when you think about the, the marketing arms that are behind this stuff, from sponsors to the USOC to um, just every marketer that out, that's out there for any little individual group or whatever, there are more people dedicated to marketing these Olympics now than there were 10 years ago, and fewer people are watching. Um, so that's that's just interesting, and and and, and as if you look at your ROI, what what that makes sense to do or not. But that said, the people that are watching are dedicated, and I think the ad impressions are probably up. And it's the same as everything else. Less people are watching, but they're more. Those who are watching are more passionate about what they're seeing, and I think we see that with everything. We'll see that Sunday with the Super Bowl. I think. Well, right, and I think the big thing about the Olympics is this is the one time in the next four years that I I will be watching curling. Is you know, hockey's mm-hmm. different because I'll, I'll watch hockey pretty much any night every night. Um, I do wonder. I do wonder, and I, I want to bring up the, the the Leslie Jones thing, kind of in all of this, because this relates to that. Is the IOC, NBC, that kind of deal, are they kind of shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak, by limiting who can share, you know, the the content and who can show the replays and who can show this on social? I think they are. I think that's one of the big things right now that's really hurting them. I, and I think that's showing. I, I feel like, as somebody who works on social media, I feel like for the last however many Olympics, NBC's social media has been on point. Great. I do feel like, and I, again, I don't know maybe why I do, maybe I do, but I feel like this Olympics, it's kind of sort of fallen off. I think some of that is because NBC sports network isn't around anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe that person doesn't work for them because I think that person might now work at bleacher report because of the way that they tweet and interact. Um, so I think that's one of the aspects. And I think, especially for the winter games, the summer games, yes, but for the winter games where these sports are a lot more niche, um, a lot maybe less superstars, especially without the NHL being there. Not that the NHL is by means any superstar level. Um, 
I think you kind of maybe just need to loosen those reins just a little bit if you're NBC, you know, and I think who knows, maybe this could be also related, not just NBC's problem, but as we talked about before, ESPN not sending people. Um, I think Yahoo said that they weren't sending people. Um, there were some other outlets that said, we're just not going to do that this year. Um, I know for a fact that USA Today is there. Um, I have a friend that works there that is currently there. Um, and I know for a fact that the AP is there just because I follow some of their, their main writers. But other than that, it doesn't really seem like even the Washington Post might not be there. I can't tell if the New York Times is there. I, well, but actually, now that I think about it, Penn State alum Dan Victor is there. But I don't think he's doing a lot of sports stuff. I think he's doing more of the culture uh, uh, stuff that comes along with the Olympics. Anyways, that was a long ramble of me saying, yeah, I, I think NBC is kind of shooting itself in the foot just a little bit because they could make things kind of like what Leslie Jones was saying. They could make things a lot more viral, a lot more whatever, a lot more splashy and in your face if they just opened up the range just a little bit. Yeah, I think exclusivity is worth something, but it's also worth not being exclusive in some ways. Look, I mean, there's people who are at a computer all day for their job, and, I, and I'm one of them. But I, I don't have the Olympics in the background. I'm not. I'm not looking at social media the whole time. And if I am, if something pops up and I say, "Oh wow, that's interesting," I can't drop everything and go focus on that. But I might say, "Hmm, I'll go watch that in prime time because I know they're going to cut it out. They're going to cut it and show it in prime time in certain pieces." So I think there is a way to loosen those reins and let social media work for you in some ways, and know that the audience that's there at two o'clock in the afternoon or ten a.m. on social media is not the old people who are watching at eight o'clock at night and just want to see the traditional stuff and even some new stuff and, and hear stories. And, and I think that that does cost them by not sharing and not doing those things. Give, give some highlights out, give a few more minutes of highlights in terms of availability to other places. Don't give it all away, but give enough so people can get a sense and, and then want to kind of, kind of want to come follow the story and, and not doing that. It hurts them. Um, years ago, KBL, which became AT&T Sportsnet, which became Bally's, which became whatever else, when they had Stan and Guy, Stan Saverin and Guy Junker, they let them do some things on other channels. Like Guy was doing stuff for DWTE, Stan was doing his radio show. And when I talked to their general manager about that years ago, he's like, look, why wouldn't we let them do that stuff? They know, they know where to find them weeknights on our show. So if they're doing the other stuff, great. It, it, it promotes us. And I, and I think NBC could benefit from an approach that, that leans that way a little more than what they're leaning right now. Yeah, no, I think that's... That is really what the crux of the issue uh, is, so to speak. Um, Mr. Samsel, what have you been watching on, on the Olympics? What, what have you been enjoying? I watched the, the women's giant slalom when Schifrin fell. I watched, yeah. um, what was last night, downhill skiing and regular and speed skating and, and short track speed skating, which is just wonderful. Man, if you don't like replay in the NFL, you're going to hate that replay judge <laughs> in, in short track speed skating because he gets more airtime than anybody else. Um, pretty much. And, 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 you know, the secret is the live stuff's on in the overnight hours or early morning. So I've actually been watching more than I thought I would. So a little bit of everything, honestly. What about you? Out of you. I've uh, been watching, of course, a lot of the, the women's hockey. Uh, I watched pretty much all of the skiing that was on uh, so far. Curling, of course, watch mixed up doubles. Going to wake up early tomorrow morning, watch the men's team play the Russian Olympic Committee, not Russia, the Russian Olympic Committee. Um, I, and then everything else is just kind of extra. Like it, 
it's on, it's on type thing. Like I'll turn it on. Like it do make a point to sit down and watch the Olympics at night, but um, that is kind of my take on it is it's gotta be on. Um, so yeah, I, it, there hasn't been a whole lot that I've been like, wow, this is amazing. Or, or, or wow, this has been inspir you know, inspirational. Um, I do think it is notable, noticeable that the U S still hasn't won a gold and we're almost a week or a week into to things. I think, not even in the top five anymore on the medal count. So, you know, it's me complaining about something that really doesn't matter that much. Um, but other than that, I, I, I've been enjoying the, the 24th Olympiad of the winter variety. Yeah. I think it's been enjoyable. So, yeah. Okay. Well, NBC talk today. That's fine though. That's a good, it's a good thing. If you're NBC, not that we pay their bills or anything like that, but there is a football game. I don't know if you've heard, and it's on NBC this yeah, weekend. NBC stuff. Yeah, I heard. Um, big game. Big game, as they call it. That's big game TM, because we can't say Super Bowl. Um, you have some good questions here in our, our email that you sent your ideas in, and I think we'll just kind of go through those. When do you start watching on Sunday? Steve, when do you start watching on Sunday? This Sunday later than usual, because the Steelers aren't playing. Like, if the Steelers are playing... Man, when we first got NFL Network six or eight years ago and the Steelers were in that, that Super Bowl, man, it was great. Like, you could watch the whole week, and it seemed like it was interesting stuff. Um, game day itself this year, maybe an hour before, hour and a half before at the most. What about you? That's a That's, really interesting point that I was I didn't think about the, the whole the Steelers being in it, not being in it. Um, I would say usually, like, I will – start that day watching the nfl today or the, not the nfl today the uh, nfl network in the morning yep. go do whatever i else they need to do during the day and then come back the games at what 6 30 so i'd probably start flipping back and forth at like 4 30 ish seeing what else is on um are you do you are, do you flip around? Like, are you going to watch like the NFL network, Fox, CBS, and, and NBC? Or are you pretty much like, we're picking, we're, we're going to get what NBC is going to give us? If I'm earlier in the day, it'll be NFL network. Um, probably if it's really early, just because, because um, you get like the bus departures, right? Like, and it feels like something important, which is really not. We're just whatever. Um, no, it'll probably just be NBC. Like, I, I just to see start to finish of the time that I'm watching what they do. Because um, I don't I, mean, I don't think advertisers invest. I'm certainly they pay. But I don't think they invest as much in, in the non-network, the non-main network. So I want to kind of see what everybody's going to see. And that's what they focus on is NBC, whether it's that and then the commercials and the halftime are all there. So I probably won't change the channel from there once we settle in. Yeah, I, I think... That's kind of sort of what we do is normally I just turn on whatever channels broadcasting the game and we'll, we'll because I feel like they tend to get the better interviews because they have the rights that year. You might have the more interesting people um, on. I do feel like one of the weird parts of the Super Bowl over the last five, 10 years is kind of sort of the like Oscar Oscarification of, of the, the event where, it's now, it's now like, well, you got to see what, what 
what celebrities wearing what and i'm sure that especially with it being in la this year it's going to be even more of that um, so that's that's something that i don't know if i necessarily enjoy but can understand why other people do enjoy um at the end of the day i still, I'm watching for, for, for three things, the football game, the commercials and the, and the halftime show. That's, that's why I tune in. You know, I don't, I don't need. Is that the order in which you're watching it? <sighs> Is that the this priorities? year it's halftime show, football game and commercials. Okay. okay. Um, I love the halftime shows. That's I, I tomorrow, probably starting tomorrow, I will go through and watch a bunch of old halftime shows, like pretty much, as far back as like the first big one, which was Michael Jackson and the, okay. the Rose Bowl one. Um, what about you? What is what what? Why do you watch the Super Bowl? I know that sounds weird to say, but why? Why do because it's because it's Bowl? it's the it's the end of, of the best time of the year and, and the start of the worst, right? Like when the game ends, there's no football again until August. So I watch. It is it. a sad feeling. It is. So I watch it for the football game, then the commercials. And then the halftime show. Um, and I think this year will be fun. There's two teams, you know, that the Bengals are in the Steelers division. So there's a little bit of familiarity there, but they've struggled for so long that you're just kind of surprised that they're this good. Um, Joe Burrow's becoming an interesting character. And I don't know if he was always that interesting or if there's just much more focus on him now in the past week or so. And, and, and that's been revealed. Um, the Rams are, are a fun team. They got a, they got a, a cool coach, a likable coach. They got you know, some, some generational players up front on defense. They got some Penn state people in the defensive backfield. So there's all kinds of reasons to cheer for, or at least root for either team. Um, so I think it'll be fun to watch. Um, so that's why like, I, I watch it for the football game. It, it's, it's still at the, like the other stuff. I mean, I would say if I'm ranking on football commercials, halftime, there's a big gap between football and commercials still. Cause it's still about the football game, even though the commercials are, are, are fun. And I'm sure the halftime show will be great. That is interesting. I, I, I would have, I would have picked you as a picked you as someone that was in it for the commercials. I, I don't think you're in it for the halftime show. You probably haven't. What is the? How can you say that? What kind of thing is that to say? Do you? Why would you? Why would you say that? Well, I mean, I just there have been a lot of younger artists. Um, not that like, like that run of like the Who. The Stones, Bruce, and Petty. Probably one of the greatest runs of, of Super Bowl halftime shows ever. It would be nice to maybe get like the Foo Fighters in for one eventually. But I would I be less interested like in the you... Foo Fighters than I am in this weekend's uh, this weekend's singers and, and musicians. Really? Oh my God, yeah. Like, I don't know that I get the Foo Fighters. Like, I don't know. I think they were like in the... How old were you when the Foo Fighters were... Teenage, young teenage, yeah, like early, like they were kind of like the, they were the, they were the like my generation's first rock band type thing. So how old were you? Twelve, ish, yeah, somewhere in that. Yeah, part. so that was probably a blur for me, and I was worried about soccer and preteen girls and trying not to worry, you know, worrying about everything but the music, you know. Um, no, I'm intrigued by the halftime show, like I, I to see, like what resonates, what what hits for me, like what. I like and don't like. I mean, probably none of probably none of those folks are on on my phone anywhere or on a playlist anywhere. Probably for me, no Snoop so, on that phone. No, it's probably not. I, um, I, so yeah, 
I'm shocked to hear that news. That's <laughs> I know it's a good thing you're sitting down. I'm um, sure listeners that have made it this far are shocked too. Uh, so I think this is the most excited I have been, and I probably said this last year, but I think this is the most excited that I've been for a Super Bowl halftime show. And you know what? I don't even. Oh, the weekend did last last year's Super Bowl halftime show. I was going to say I was so, going to tell you. Who so was, I do exactly remember what you that. said. Um, but I I don't know. I just the idea of when this lineup got announced that they were going to do this group, which is it's Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, uh, Mary J. Blige, and I think maybe one more person could be wrong. You can't have a Super Bowl in L.A without Snoop Dogg like that it's just like those are the laws <laughs> and I'm going to be very disappointed if Snoop Dogg doesn't either a come out in like a like, a, like one of those those cars that goes up and down I forget there's a <laughs> low rider cars that go up and down on hydraulics or Martha Stewart doesn't show up somewhere because I think that would be absolutely hilarious if Martha Stewart just showed up in the middle of the halftime show if they, I, look, if they if they don't have a commercial for whatever that is that they do together during the Super Bowl, that's a mistake. Yeah, right. Like 100%. wherever that was, right? Like that's a lost opportunity. Hundred percent. I think. I think that this could be the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. It, and I don't think I've ever felt that way before going into a Super Bowl halftime show. So, what's the best one to this point? Since you've watched them all each year, you'll go back and watch them. The, like what the Prince one. Mm-hmm fantastic because he's just prince playing a guitar and then it raining and it just is great um i really like the tom petty one but i think that's only because i really like tom petty live like i like the way his music sounds live um so i think the prince one would be number one i tell you which one is not it's the blues brothers 2000 one that was the one in, in new orleans that was a weird one um, I'm trying to think of some of the other really, really good ones. The one Beyonce one really sticks out in my head. The that would have been the Ravens and 49ers, yeah, in New yeah. Orleans. That was a very good halftime, like that was what I wanted from a halftime show of be a pop star and absolutely blow me away. Okay, what is your favorite? I don't, slash best? you know, they all kind of run together. I mean, I guess we saw. Springsteen. I think well, you saw that one, one in person, right? That one we saw in person. So that, that one was cool. Um, I mean, Petty was good. And I don't know that it was the music. Like, I'm, I'm interested and intrigued in terms of, of presentation and what they do. Like, because when we go to a concert concert and I've got a full stage in front of me, I want to know, I want the artist to be bright enough to work all sides of the stage, like work the audience on both sides, be engaging, come out front if they're there. Like, I, so. There's that piece of it where I may not know the music, but I want them to be entertainers, right? You, you've got 15 or 20 minutes, go ahead and do it and knock it out of the park. And you've been, you've been spending nine months on this to get ready. It should be special. So I think that's what I look for. And I don't, I don't know ones that really stand out. And maybe that goes back to the football being the biggest part by, by a little bit more of a gap than it might be for some other people. Okay. And I don't know that I can give you chapter and verse on the football either for some games, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm in it to watch the game. You know, there are very few Super Bowls outside of the ones that have been alive where the Steelers have played. And even though the Steelers won in, that they've lost to Green Bay, I don't remember much of that I actually remember a lot of. Um, but I, well, do you watch them in group settings? Like, I think that hinders. 
like I think probably in, in my lifetime, 50% I've watched in group settings and 50% I've just kind of watched with whether it be my mom or, or my wife. Um, so I think that would be, I think that, but I do think that, but see, I, I, one of the Super Bowls that does stand out was the, the Giants Patriots Super Bowl with the, the Tyree head catch, the helmet catch. Like I, that Super Bowl, I remember watching very vividly. And I watched that in a group setting. Yeah, like I, I think that when the Saints was the Saints and the Colts, they play Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like yes, that one. That I was remember. the like, the Sean Payton fake or uh, onside kick. To onside start kick, there. right? Exactly. So, and then the earmuffs for the kid at the end because of Payton's or of what's his the quarterback's kid, the yes. kid, right? Um, yes. That's him. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for Sunday for for all three of those things. A little more for the game than halftime. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, the commercials too. Like, I got You'll try to have to avoid social media in the next couple of days. Yeah, it, to, to I not hate that. Have the, I wanted to bring that, that up, but it's interesting, right? Like, we, we talked about that with NBC. Hey, create some excitement and share. But on Super Bowl commercials, now there's a couple. Like, I mean, there's been through the years where you know there's going to be one that you've seen and you want somebody to enjoy with you, right? And I'm like, hey, I saw this online. Watch for this. Like, wait for this when you're with them and you want to see how they react to it, right? So there's that piece of it, and I get it. But I hate. I, I feel like they're giving away the store in some ways. Although that said, a lot of them do just for one shot. Like, I don't understand if it's a great commercial and you spent money on it, go ahead and run it through like the final four and something else and get some mm-hmm. extra revenue out of it mm-hmm. as opposed to just a one shot deal. <laughs> um, although that is always weird when you do see a Super Bowl commercial, like Doritos does that. They will run their Super Bowl commercial like a few months later. And you're like, that was a Super Bowl commercial. Right. The one interesting thing about commercials that I have uh noticed at least this year more than ever and i don't know if you've noticed this but the the prelude to the super bowl commercial where you have like like there was the jerome bettis one singing the olivia rodrigo song which was absolutely hilarious with with the manning brothers um you've got the e-trade has one too right colin joe well i haven't seen the e-trade one yet what's that there's something i don't know there's something where they, they finish with coming 2, 13, 20, 20, 22, watch for this or something like that. The couple, one that I've seen. I think it was E-Trade. There was an Arnold Schwarzenegger one. They've been like making that there's going to be a movie or something, but it's not really a movie that's coming that day. Um, I just noticed the Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson ones on the Olympics for Alexa. Um, now, that's something that's interesting to me. I, I kind of like that they're drawing it out, not giving it away, but I'm excited for those commercials now. Like I'm, I'm going to watch those commercials. Now I'm going to be utterly disappointed if those commercials suck. Though. <laughs> well, if you've got Carla, Carla, Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson, it probably won't suck. That's true. That's true. Um, from the sports media perspective, there are two storylines that I would like to discuss with you. Um, one of which actually both of which you you brought up one of which i kind of sort of forgot about the other one i did not forget about the first one is this is michelle tafoya's last game as probably really doing this forever apparently allegedly you know i i don't know if i have anything like outstanding to say about michelle tafoya i don't know if i have any like good memories bad memories i and but the more i think about that that's actually probably a good thing for a sports reporter that that you were you did your job. Like, I think she always kind of did her job and, and, and that was what, what you expected and what you wanted out of her. Yeah. I think she's been professional. I think she's been informative. She, she hasn't distracted from the broadcast. She's always, she's all, 
she's always added. I don't know that I'd go to enhanced, right? Like there's a difference that's of a like, good, that's a good you know, there's a difference there. So, um, but yeah, I think it's a loss not having her because I think she was, you know, it's kind of like saying a quarterback's a game manager, right? I'm going to, I'm going to say she was professional and workmanlike, right? Like she just didn't do stupid stuff. She didn't, she kept you informed, but it was, it didn't ever feel like it was about her, um, which is always nice for the sideline reporter as well. Yeah, I think that that is a good way added, but not necessarily enhanced. Although she, she occasionally would get a good quote. She was one of the few people that I seemed like could get a good quote out of Mike Tomlin. And I think that there, that is a skill to get out of Mike Tomlin. Uh, The other aspect is this may probably be, might, might not be the last football game, at least sort of that we see Al Michaels for on a national broadcast um, that is publicly available over the air. Um, It seems like he's probably going to go to Amazon and do their Thursday night games. Um, But I did read a couple times already that ESPN is trying to make a stab at him and maybe Romo him and maybe Sean Payton for Monday night. So that when they get the Super Bowl rotation uh, coming up here again soon, that they'll have that crew which that would be a great crew. I think those two. Do you think football will be better or worse off with Al Michaels on Amazon or ESPN? Or do you actually, let's go through the Amazon scenario versus the ESPN scenario. So well, I think that'd be good for, if, if he's your guy on Amazon, that's a pretty good deal, right? Like, it, it, you know, you think about the major networks as places where the, where the best are. If he's with one who's on Amazon, not that, trends and how people consume consume games won't change but i think that's a good thing um i would like i think the espn team is fine and professional and doesn't really suck but i don't think they're super bowl level right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i think if that's the move that espn has in mind although gosh to al michaels gets the super bowl it would be he'd be almost 78 till they got to the super bowl at espn or maybe older um and i think I think Romo's overrated. So I, I don't know about that group, but I do think I hadn't thought about it in the context of ESPN needing a Super Bowl worthy team for when it gets to rotation. Well, um, I think my take on that would be that would be the perfect way for Al Michaels to go out. Like go back to ABC, the ABC sort of same. broadcast where, yeah, I, because th- when, when he called the Miracle on Ice, that was an ABC broadcast. If yep, I, correct, and I yep. feel like that was kind of sort of where he got his, his launching point. Um, so I think that would kind of be nice. I wonder if Oswald, the lucky rabbit has to come <laughs> back in a trade. Um, that's great. I'd love that fun fact. Um, but I think to me, I would much rather him go to ESPN than Amazon. I. Yeah, Amazon would feel a little out to pasture probably. Yeah. That's, so that's what I was just saying. Like, I feel like him going to Amazon does absolutely nothing for me on those Thursday night games. Like the Thursday well, night games better be very good scheduled games now. It's it's kind of like um, the guy who does the Raiders radio now. Brett Musburger. Feels like Brett Musburger going to the, South, to the SEC network. Like when ABC changed his stuff and, and it changed his top team, they sent Brent to the SEC network because they owned they owned SEC network. And they said, okay, it's still, we're going to give you this prominent guy for your major game. But it was really making room for a new crew on ESPN. Yeah, I, I, that's a really good way to look at it. I would so I think for the sake of me enjoying Al Michaels, which I enjoy my Al Michaels, I would go. Yeah, because th- I'm not going to go to Amazon and listen to him, but I would know it was a big game if he's on ESPN. 
mm-hmm. mean, that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. he, he still has that, that, that gravitas and has earned it. Um, and they do need to have a more Super Bowl worthy team than, well, and they, and they may have that decision made for them in some other ways if personnel moves around too. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah Lewis Riddick, GM yeah, of the Steelers. That'd be great. All right. Um, you ready to run through some prop, prop bets? Sure. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to lean on the athletic cause I was going to, you know, use come up with me on, but I figured it's just easier to let somebody else do it. Uh, so Mickey Guyton, a country singer. I don't know who that is. Uh, she will be performing the national anthem. Uh, the over under is a minute and 55 seconds. Steve, I'm, oh, hold, let me, uh, let me prepare this on the over under. Uh, okay. We're good. Anthem over under over over. Yep. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the over as well. Um, that one's boring. Uh, first player shown on the television during the national anthem: Matt Stafford or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. I also think that one was going to be Joe Burrow. Um, first coach shown. Oh, it'll be the LA Rams coach. McVay. Yeah, it, it's 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 Sean. It's LA. McVay he's much more telegenic, much more well known. He's much better looking. So got a Campbell suit commercial. I think that is what you are saying. I think that's what you said. I just said he was. I, he's a, a very good looking guy. Very good looking guy. <laughs> um, heads or tails? Tails. Okay, I will go heads because just to be different. That was for Tunch. How to do that, right? Tails never fails. That was Tunch's line. That's true. That is Tunch's. Um, oh, this is a good one. Who will appear? And I don't know if Steve knows who this second person is. Who will appear in a Super Bowl commercial first? A Clydesdale or Megan the Stallion? Well, I hope it's a Clydesdale. But no, it'll be the other one first because the, the Clydesdales come later. Okay. So who is she? You don't know who Megan the Stallion is. No, she's a, she's a female rapper. Okay, Steve is going with the Clydesdales. No, I'm, I'm going. No, the question, if the, the honest answer is it will be her first because the Clydesdales okay. are later in the show. All right, well, then I will go and I will go with the Clydesdales because I think the Clydesdales are going to show up pretty early on. Um, okay, uh, let's see here. Oh, let's do all of these, this is the commercial ones because they're pretty funny. Who will be shown in an, during an FDX commercial? Do you know what FDX is? Forex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph Curry, Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchen, or Shohei Otani? Let's go with Shohei. Ooh, I was. I would go with. I would go with um, Mr. Brady. It'll be interesting to see where he pops up. He's got to show up somewhere, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe they thought he was going to play in the game, but he's got to show up somewhere. Repeatedly, maybe even. I, he, he's definitely going to show up somewhere. Uh, which actor who has played a Marvel TV character or Marvel movie character will show up in a Super Bowl commercial first? Paul Rudd, Brie Larson, or Selma Hayek? Wow. Selma Hayek. She's been in a Marvel movie? I don't 
uh, she's in the Eternals. Oh, the Eternals. Yeah, well, she better show up in the commercial because the movie stunk. Um, I did not watch that movie, so that's yeah, that's why it's, you didn't miss anything. Either I either. will go with Mr. Paul Rudd because I love Paul Rudd. Who doesn't love Paul Rudd? He's the handsomest guy in America. You're on the record. He's you got some boy crushes going on today. I, he's a good looking guy too. He's he is a good looking guy. Uh, hasn't aged one bit. If you go back and watch, um, that's true. Clueless. He is, looks the exact same as he does now. Um, which that's a weird one. I'm gonna skip that one. Okay, off to the <clears throat> prop time prop book or halftime prop bets um who will appear on the super bowl stage first dr dre snoop dogg mary j bly Blige, kendrick lamar or eminem dr dre i am gonna go with snoop because like has, i said i think he's just gonna gonna roll out the car too, yeah it, it, yeah too. i don't think the i don't think kendrick lamar is big enough this year. Maybe a few years ago he was having when he was really having his Grammy year. Yes. Eminem. No. Mary J. Blige is gonna come out. She's gonna like she's gonna I think Mary J. Blige is gonna be the one that like is the gonna be the last performer because I think she's the best performer of, of yeah I just think it's you know Dr. J and Snooper both got their West West Coast props right that's their place so yeah okay they get to start the show here we go which song will play first during the Super Bowl halftime show? California Love, Family Family Affair, still DRE, Nothing But a G Thing, Lose Yourself, Drop It Like It's Hot, All the Stars, Humble, or The Field? So The Field is anything not on that list? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take The Field. Could have been the first one. Could have been the California, but I'm thinking The Field. I'm going to go with California Love. There you go. Here's the one. Will any of the three make a cameo appearance on stage via hologram? Or not but via hologram. Jay-Z, Ice Cube, or Tupac's hologram? Can I say none of the none of the above? You can say not. That is let's, also a let's do is... none of the above. Let's let's okay. hope that with five performers who are all really pretty good, they could just carry the place themselves. I feel like Ice Cube's gonna show up. Like again, like I I was disappointed that Ice Cube wasn't on that that list and when that list first came out. Um okay, moving on to the, the football game. Who scores the first touchdown? Like team-wise, not player. Bengals. Bengals. I'm going to go with the Rams, and that's not to be different because I think that's where my heart is going. Longer catch, Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? Cooper Cup. I think I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh. Will a player who is not a running back or touchdown, or I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Will a player who is not a running back or wide receiver score a touchdown? Yes. They have tight ends in these teams, right? I think that, I think in in Vegas, Vegas, that counts as a wide receiver. That's okay. Yes. Got to have some fun. There's got, somebody's got to do something different. Yeah. I think that there's going to be a pick six. I, I, I feel like Matt Stafford is due for a pick six. He is. That's true. 
Okay, hold on. Let me read this one. We'll uh, highlight a vi highlight video clip of Chris Collinsworth playing in one of the Bengals' previous two Super Bowls be shown during the Super Bowl broadcast. It's absolutely during the broadcast of the game. That's a yes, right? Like, because anytime NBC has it, he's certainly going to be on. I think it's going to be. I think five minutes into, like, I think it's going to be. He slides over. The last time we were here. This guy was on the team, and then they like. Right. Show it's him. been it's been so long for the Bengals. He's an easy story. He's a safe thing. Oh, yeah, I think so. And he owns Pro Football Focus, which they use for all their rankings, and they're in bed there. Yeah, I forgot that he played for the Bengals. I renew that um, Boomer obviously played for the Bengals because um, Boomer was also pretty emotional. Uh, what is your Gatorade color of choice? Uh, the original. What is that? Orange. The yellow. Yeah, the yellow. lemon lime. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with blue. I don't know why. I feel like. I think it's. I think I'm gonna go blue. Uh, who will the MVP bank first? Teammates, God slash Jesus, city, coach, owner, family, fans, other. Was teammates one of the choices? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. I think I would go with. I think I'm gonna go with City. Like that's my. If it's LA, right? Like it could be. It could be with Cincinnati too. Thanks to fans for being behind. I don't. Yeah, I don't know fans in the city. It'll be. I don't understand how some NFL player isn't making money on this stuff, right? Like all these prop bets, they're somewhat controllable. Now you got to be the MVP in this one, but like there's other things that are somewhat controllable. Like if you're the, if you're the anthem singer, right? Take a. Hang a note out there a little longer, make some money. Guess that'd be. Yeah, I wonder how that works. Like, I wonder if you could go to jail if you were the anthem singer. Like, like why could can't her mom or dad jail? go? Like, put some money on the how long the anthem is. Well, so I don't want to spoil it, but there is a video of her singing the national anthem. Maybe the Fourth of July. Um, looks like. Fourth of July. I'm not really sure. And it's exactly uh, one fifty-five. No, it is one twenty-seven. But I feel like I feel like when you sing the anthem at the Super Bowl, you like that's really a lot of time to it. make up. Though, oh wow, I should have prepared. That's a lot. That's that's a lot of time. Okay. No. Oh your, well, your bet is already in. Mr. Yep, Simpson. I know. That sucks. All right. Last question related to the Super Bowl. Who wins? I think the Bengals do. I, I think the quarterback and the, the wide receiver, I think Chase and Burrow find a way to make something happen. I, I like the Rams defense. I think the defensive front. But no, I, I think the Bengals. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, I, I think that the Rams are going to win, and I'm not just saying that to be different. I just think that that defense is too scary, and I don't know if they can keep up with the points that – the Rams are probably going to put up um, on the other and, side. And I'd be okay with that. Like, I think they both, I'd be happy with either team winning, not disappointed rooting against anybody, but we'll see. It's, it's weird to be alive during a time where the Bengals have been in a Super Bowl. So I really hope that they don't win a Super Bowl. <laughs> that's true. While I'm alive. That's true. It's bad enough that they're winning. I'm, that's true. That's fair. All right. Um, all right, this week's old guy, young guy. Uh, you you wanted to discuss what the oldest piece piece of furniture is in our house. Um, simple question, simple answer. It is these two nightstands that are antique nightstands. Um, 
from passed down from Anna's family, uh, grandmother, I believe. Um, but here's my question to you. How much of your children's stuff do you store at your house? We, for a while, until about a year ago, we were pretty much, we had a lot of stuff from both girls. And we have since made sure it got returned to where it belongs. So it's not in our storage room, it's in their place. Um, I probably have, there's probably two boxes a piece behind me in the storage room of like high school stuff that we haven't given to them yet or that we've tried to give them and might've come back or they didn't want, um, but not a lot. Do you have all your stuff or you guys have stuff outposts of stuff other places still? So uh, I have a lot of stuff at my mom's house still. Um, really need to go through that. She's probably going to listen to this podcast be like, damn right, you need to go through that. <laughs> There'll be a truck coming down this weekend. Um, so yeah, so I, I don't, Anna's dad has, Anna's parents have, once we bought this house of every time they've come, have come with a cartload of stuff and said, this is your stuff, figure out what to do with it type thing. Yep. Most of that stuff has gone immediately down to the Goodwill down the road. Um, but yeah, I, I just was curious from the father perspective, did, does that stuff annoy you? Like, are you, or you, you okay with it sitting there? No, I'm okay. I mean, I'm trying to think now it's, it's probably keepsakes and old photos and stuff. Although, and they'll look at them when they come back, if it's the right weekend, right? Like we'll just sit around or something. Somebody will say, Hey, let's do this. Actually, I'm, I'm very thankful. I've got a couple state high yearbooks that have not left the house and they have been a great prop to get the monitor up above my laptop <laughs> during the pandemic. So big fan of those things sticking around still. Hey dad, I want my yearbooks back. Nope. Can't have those. No, they, no, can't have very essential to my work. Exactly. Um, no, I, I think from the sentimental piece of it, it's, it's nice that they're kind of here. I mean, I don't know exactly what's there, but I don't want to. I mean, I, we have taken a load each time we've gone somewhere to one of the houses and said, hey, here's your stuff. You know, if, well, you don't want it. Okay, well, then you know where Goodwill is. There's nothing that I want with it. And, you know, because I'm trying to thin out stuff from our own our own stuff. I don't want to be thinning out stuff from their stuff. So You know where Goodwill is. What a, I get t-shirts that sell that to dads everywhere. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what is the oldest piece of furniture in your house? Do you know? Um, yeah, I think we acquired, well, we acquired this piece that Susan got, I made the mistake of taking Susan to an estate auction. And that's kind of like taking, that's, a, that's an enabling, that's, that's been an enabler move. Um, and we came home with this Victrola from like the 1800s that still kind of works. Like it's got one leg broken, but apparently if you crank it, it'll still turn. And there were some albums in there with it. So there's that, there's no sentimental value from either side of our, the oldest stuff for us is we don't have a lot of stuff that was passed down from us. We have stuff that we've kind of like acquired. I mean, we have a kitchen table from the kids that was somebody's apartment table. It's now down in the bar for us type area, but it's that Victrola, but it doesn't really have a connection, but that is the oldest thing. So I'm trying to think what the oldest thing that we bought together was, I guess it would be our couch in the, the basement, which that couch is, truly the love of my life i fall asleep on that couch legitimately two times a week like i will wake up at 3 a.m on that couch a lot um we have a kitchen table like i think we bought that like our second year of being married we had like an old light table that someone had given us that we were working around this is the kitchen table we bought an unfinished table and finished it and put it together and it has been through all the houses and beat up and it's been the the source for good moments and bad moments and whatever else that's probably the been with us the most from start to finish 
I was just I was just trying to think about our kitchen table. I think that we have had probably just as long as the actually we might have had that longer than the couch. Um but I don't I don't I think we'll eventually get rid of that kitchen table. It's not very it was very target furniture like it's it's a nice looking table, but it's not a table that you would want to sit at for the next forty years. Which I feel like, if you're buying a kitchen table, usually a lot of people invest in those um, for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, I think this one's going to be the one that sticks around. It'll be so. It's been almost thirty years now. So yeah. Well. Anyways, uh, what are you cooking for uh, Sunday? Anything? I've not. I don't know. We're actually going to another family's house. I got to do dessert. Okay. So it's probably going to be you got a bunch of blueberries in the freezer. So maybe some kind of blueberry turnover. And I'm, I'm kind of hungry for some Toll House cookie, like pan Toll House cookie, cookies, things, little squares that are chocolate. Steve, super- let me tell you what, here's, here's a little pro tip for you. All right. The Betty Crocker chocolate chip cookies, the ones that come in a mix, go buy those. You, all you need is a stick of butter and an egg. Yep. You just turn the, the best chocolate chip cookies you will ever have. Better than West cookies. Oh, that's true. I mean, that's all all they are for us when I do them is just flour and lots of butter and chocolate chips. So yeah. Yeah. That's my uh that's my my pro tip for you. There you go. Thank you. Uh I don't know what I'm cooking yet. Uh I've not decided yet. I have to consult with the wife to see what the menu will be. You know, it, it, I think it will just be us this year. Um some years we've had people over, some years we haven't. It's just it depends. Kind of yeah, it's just we have we're going to people's houses. We haven't gone to people's house in a while, and then the next weekend is the winter tailgate. So then there'll definitely be food and people here for that. So yeah, all right. Um, well, enjoy your Super Bowl. Um, whatever you're doing, wherever you're watching, whatever you're eating. Um, another edition of the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. Um, we've got. We're still on Spotify. We are still on Amazon. We are on iTunes. We would like you to rate and subscribe and do all of that fun stuff. Um, other than that, we've got an email. It's stuffsummersayspodcast at gmail.com. Um, my Twitter handle is at stuffsummersays. Yours is? At Steve Sampson. Anything else, Steve? Going once? Going twice? Sold? Enjoy your Super Bowl. All right.